Welcome to Alter Everything, a podcast about data science and analytics culture. I'm Maddie Johansson, team lead of multimedia community content at Alteryx. And for this episode, I talked to Owen Coyle, also popularly known as the OC on the Alteryx community. We got a chance to chat during the Alteryx Inspire conference in Denver, which happened to be Owen's first trip to the States. We chat about the origins of his nickname, what he loves about community, and fun passion projects he's working on with Alteryx. Let's get started. Oh, and it's so nice to have you here. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me on. Of it's, course. It's, it's super exciting for me. I've, I've been, you know, a fan of the podcast for quite a while. I mean, obviously you had Chris on, uh, shouted me out as a nerd. And then, <laughs> you know, the, so many great guests previously. It's 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 great to be part of that group. Totally. Yeah. And um, for our listeners, he's talking about Chris McAlevey, who's on... I looked this up earlier. I think it was episode 75. He, You guys work together. And so, yeah, he shouted you out as somebody who's always on the community. So. Yeah, I believe the line was, get a life. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, if you could just introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, who you work for, what you do, that kind of thing. Yeah, of course. So I'm Owen Coyle um, of the OC, if you know me on the community. We'll probably get into why I'm called that. It wasn't by my choice. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I'm, I'm from the UK, so I'm from a small town called Stockton, which is close to Newcastle, which is probably what most people know rather than Stockton. And yeah, I got into Alteryx after seeing Chris, who we just mentioned, showing it off at a couple of the talks, like public talks in the Northeast. And it was fantastic to me. I saw it and I was like, I need to be in this. I need to be in this world. So I quickly got indoctrinated and... Uh, Chris likes to joke that I pestered him until he hired me. I did really want to be part of the Alteryx world, especially coming from a computer science degree where you learn various programming languages. And I also was in a software development role at the time. And I was coming out of love a little bit with programming languages. I, I didn't find them as intuitive and, and as fun as what I think there was potential for. And I'm glad to find that that's, that's the truth. So at the minute, I'm working as a consultant at Boolean, so I'm part of the technical team, and it's fantastic. It's great to it's great to use Alteryx on a daily basis, and that's the majority of what I do at the moment. Awesome. Yeah, lots of follow-up questions that are running through my head, definitely. The first one that I want to talk about, though, is your community username, because I do think most people, I didn't know your real name for a long time. I always just thought of you as the OC on the community. And so tell us how that came about. Yeah, so it is an interesting one. I mean, nickname-wise, I've never had a nickname. I do have kind of a family nickname, but as far as like friends and things like that, I've never had a nickname. And again, going back to Chris, he, he has a skill for giving everyone he meets a nickname. So the first day I joined, he's like, the OC. It just stuck. Everyone's called me. It. And it's been interesting going around and meeting people in the community because I introduced myself as the OC. I think that's become my real ego now and my alter ego is Owen. Uh, it, it really is interesting. But <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Chris, Chris comes up again. That's really great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For our listeners, just like a little behind the scenes tidbit. We're here at Inspire. We're at Denver at the convention center. And I have a separate recording room that we're in right now. And yesterday I was setting up my equipment and Owen came in. So the OC came in with Chris McAlevey and Claire McCullough, who's another ace. But when Chris was in here, you guys were talking about like, the breakfast that you ate yesterday, yeah. which I also want to ask you about. Um, but Chris, I, I heard him say like, oh yeah, me and the OC, we went to go get breakfast or whatever. And he just uses it in conversation, which was just so funny because I only ever see it online. So yeah. it's funny that he uses it in person too. No, totally. I've started doing it as well, which 
feels weird, but it, it's how I address myself on the community as well. It's how people know me. So it, it works it works easier that way, I suppose. Have you been to the US before? No, so that's one thing I was going to mention. So it's my first it's my first time out of childhood going to the US. I did go to Florida as a kid, but you know, it, it's debatable whether that counts as going to the US. Um, <laughs> So I went to Florida as a kid, but no, I haven't been to the US properly. And I also haven't been to a, an in-person Inspire before as well. So this is all very exciting to me. Good. Yeah. yeah. Denver's a cool place to, to visit for sure, especially like for your first time here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, I feel, default to New York, LA, but Denver is such a cool city. So you get to see a, a nice part of it. Yeah. My impression of it's been great so far. And just on that note of community handles and things like that, it's been interesting meeting a lot of the people that... I think with the community, you get to know people very quickly. And you, there's often times that I'll jump on a call with people who are on the community trying to help them and things like that. And it's really exciting to meet them in person because it's almost weird that you know so much about these people, but you've never actually met them. You have no face to the name. It's really interesting to actually go and meet those people. Yeah, face to the name. It's so funny. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and speaking of the community, I looked up some stats that you've done in the community earlier. Okay, this makes so, me nervous. <laughs> it's really good. The so, leaderboard. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. For sure you're on the leaderboard. Okay, so um, you joined community in summer of 2020. Yeah. And then since then, you've posted almost 1,000 times, have had almost 1,000 likes, and you've authored 122 solutions, which is absolutely insane. It sounds insane. a lot when you put it like that, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you're all over the community. As you said, you clearly like spending time there. And so I think, you know, maybe for people who aren't on the community, how would you describe the entire vibe of the community? Yeah, it's a really good question. I really like the community. Again, I come from a programming background and the only thing to compare to there is Stack Overflow. Mm -hmm. And if you go on Stack Overflow and ask a stupid question, you're going to get verbally attacked. Oh no. Uh, and it's just not the same with the Ultrix community. You go on and you ask a question that may be simplistic and you'll get 10 responses within the next 10 minutes. And I, that, that's incredible to me. And I think that's one thing that I found really valuable is when I first started, there was a few things I was stuck on because that translation from programming to, okay, well, how do I do this in Alteryx? And having that accessibility to actually ask things on the community and get that instant help is fantastic. And I believe I've heard AJ, one of the aces, I won't try and pronounce his full name. <laughs> I want to say Guisande, but I could be wrong. I think that's we'll edit right. it out if that was wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he put it best, and I've heard him say before that sharing knowledge in something like the Ultrix community isn't like sharing a chocolate bar, whereas I give you half and then we have half each. I have less than I started with. When it comes to sharing knowledge, you end up sharing back and forth and you both end up with double that you started with. So. I think that philosophy has kind of stuck with me is that is, as Alteryx users get better, the platform grows and then I grow with that. So I, it's always best to share knowledge in the community. And I've really found that exciting. I could see that as um, a point of motivation for you giving back to the community because you had not as positive of an experience before. And so coming here, you get that positive experience. I could see that as being motivating for authoring those 122 solutions for other people. Yes. Um, what else motivates you to be so enabling towards other people. I suppose going back to not having a life helps. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we've had kind of a, a very quiet couple of years. So it, it's, it's been, yeah. you know, the first thing that I find really exciting. Let's invest so much time into it. And I'm glad, glad I have. I, I find that excitement from it. There's plenty of analogies of what Alteryx feels like, like Lego and Jigsaw. And it's that we know where we're starting at. We know where we want to get to. And it's that building blocks in the middle that just feels so exciting. It's, again, going comparing it to programming. It's you don't have to build the whole script at once. It's, okay, how do I get from where I'm at the minute, one step closer to the edge. And it's so much 
funner to, to develop. I think just on that note, it's, it's just so, I find it so fun. Um, but, you know, you're welcome to call me a nerd for that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, you're speaking to the right audience. So yeah, probably. <laughs> you're a good company for sure. You said you went to school to be a programmer? Yeah, so I did computer science at university. Okay, cool. So did you always want to be a programmer or did you know that you wanted to maybe get into analytics? I suppose it's an interesting one. So I, I did AI as part of my degree and I think that was where I wanted to go down. And obviously I haven't I haven't gone far from that. Definitely touch base of AI on, on, a, on a weekly basis, especially through Alteryx and the numerous tools. And But as far as going into data analytics, I think it was a happy accident. It was how do I transfer my AI knowledge and programming language knowledge into something that I can get tangible results in. And I think this just fell into place perfectly. It's an exciting way to turn that around. Yeah, going into that a little bit further, what makes you excited about analytics? Yeah, good question. I, I think it is that level of it being so fun and so exciting. I, I think also, not to simplify it, but I think a lot of the use cases are quite similar. So I think as we start developing in this area, I think it's actually just going to skyrocket because I find typically that's 60% of use cases with data, everyone's got the same problem. And if we can start automating things and getting things as optimal as possible, that 40% is where things are really exciting. They're the edge cases and they, you know, we need this complex model and things like that. And you really get wings to the projects and it becomes really exciting at that point. Yeah. Awesome. So as a consultant now, can you tell me like a day in the life? What do you do? How often are you in Alteryx, are you in Alteryx every day? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, obviously Boolean, uh, we, we do have other products that we support, mm -hmm. but it's typically, I would say 90, 95% Alteryx. So a, a day in the life is again, 90, 95% <laughs> Alteryx. So if I'm not on with kind of a client helping build things or delivering training or anything like that, or, you know, more recently setting up Alteryx servers, I class myself as a server specialist. I've gone down every route you can go down as far as learning server, because that to me is something really exciting, especially going back to the idea of automating things. Mm -hmm. If I'm not doing that, then I'm trying to find something to break the mold on the Alteryx community. I'm trying to come up with the next blog post or they, you know, help out, helping out with the solutions at spending longer than I potentially should on there, I think. But <laughs> it's what I find fun, so that's how I justify it. For sure. Do you have any other hobbies? I, I do, yeah. I, I venture into video games. It was quite a good way of keeping up with friends when it came to lockdown especially. Everyone obviously moved into okay, we need to have these Zoom calls and things like that. And then it quickly became, okay, well, let's let's play video games and do that together. Yeah. And I think that's been quite a good way of touching base with friends. And I've quite enjoyed that. And as you'll see from blog posts, like my snake game, it, it's something that's always been with me, video games. And my brothers got me into that when I was pretty young. Um, also kind of a level of fitness, although I probably don't look like someone who's into no. fitness. I, I do enjoy uh, running. Oh, yeah. Less, again, less than I probably should. Totally. Yeah, I know. I've, I'm... I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I feel like I tell a lot of people I really want to be a runner, but I'm not. And yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a process. Yeah, for it's sure, hard so. to get into. It's a battle against yourself. I it think. really <laughs> is. Yeah, I would much rather just go to a 60 minute class yeah. and where somebody's just like making me do it rather than a run by myself. And yeah. I have to like stay self-motivated. But yeah, and it goes back to like you being self-motivated, I think, just to tie it back together. Um, you said spending your free time doing 
pretty much a work-related thing. Like this is related to your work, you yeah. know? And I just find that unique because a lot of people, nothing wrong with this either of like clocking out, you're done, you walk away for the day. I think yeah. that's totally fine. But this really kind of turned into a hobby for you. I just find yeah. that interesting. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. That's not a Boolean work culture. That They tell me to go and spend my free time oh, watching yeah. TV at five o'clock. It's not based on the work culture there. But yeah, it, you're totally right. It, it's, I think for me as well, I think I'm very lucky in that it doesn't feel like work. When you enjoy what you do, you don't work. You just have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's really exciting for me. It, it just self-perpetuates my learning because if I'm enjoying it and progressing, it, it's just yeah, it, good. continuous movement. For sure. So you've authored a lot of solutions, done a lot of like discussion stuff on the community, but you also wrote, you mentioned earlier, that snake game blog. Yeah. Um, I wrote down something too that you put in there because you said one of your opening lines, you said the first rule of the blog is you don't talk about the blog. And then in parentheses, (laughs) you wrote, nope, I really need the gratification. (laughs) Please do talk about it. So let's talk about it. Let's give you some gratification. No, that's appreciated. (laughs) That's the one picked up on that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a great blog. Um, I, I loved reading it. And yeah, so let's talk about it. I'd love for you to tell our audience what that's about. And we'll, of course, link to it in the show notes. But yeah, just give us kind of an overview. Yeah, so it's really interesting. I, it's, I believe a, a similar line of uh, work has been spoken about at the Ultrix Obscura event that later on today. Um, so we were messing around with a, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a, a website you can go to and access the API and effectively you tell it to make something for you. So you say, build me a, a Tetris game in Python. And based on AI and open GitHub libraries and things like that, it will effectively build that for you. It doesn't get you 100% of the way, it gets you 70% of the way. But I think it was on a kind of, a, I think it was the Alteryx and Beer chat or meeting that they were going through that. And I just found it really exciting. I was thinking the power of this is, is quite exciting. And so I, I told it to make me a snake game. The, the version it spit, spit out was kind of horrible. So it took a Python knowledge to be able to fix that. But getting that to a working state and plugging it into Alteryx to be honest, when I when I first run it, I thought this isn't going to pop up with anything. This isn't going to work because I thought there'd be some kind of limitation of Alteryx there, but it just worked first time. And after a few, few tweaks, I got something else. I was quite proud of because I think what we're going to try and do with that kind of that blog series of Alteryx because I can, or Alteryx for fun, as it's been coined as well, um, is try and break the mold with some of the things of Alteryx. Yes, you shouldn't play Snake in Alteryx. That's not what it was built for. But proving that you can do things like that, I think open people's mind to the other things you can do. Alteryx isn't just transpose tools and select tools. It's anything you can put your mind to, but it's about that mental limit of what what can I bring and what can I do. That's really cool. And in your blog too, you included a quote from the Everest climber. I can't remember what that was. Yeah, so the, the Everest climber, his name uh, leaves me, but he, he effectively said he climbed Everest because it was there. There was, yeah. no, there was no real reason. It was just because it was there. And I think I, I quite like that. It really stuck with me because... A lot of the things you, you can do, do, just do them. Just see what happens. Like, that's part of life. That's part of experimenting. It's, yeah. it's trying things out and seeing what works, seeing what sticks. And I, I think it was quite motivational because you don't need a direct reason to do something. You, you don't need to be told to do something. It, you can have fun with the elements on that side. Totally. Yeah, that's super cool. And also speaking to trying things out doing new things you know as a consultant you mentioned that you give trainings and things like that and talking to you now you're very well spoken um, <laughs> thank you I thought the accent would be terrible <laughs> I, I, hopefully the listeners can decipher or put the subtitles on I suppose <laughs> for sure no yeah it's, it's coming through clearly <laughs> you'll be happy to know but um yeah no I think that it's just it's definitely a, another great skill and so I'm just curious if you if you had to do like 
public speaking classes or if you've always had an interest in that or if that's just like part of your personality? I think it's always something I've struggled with a little bit um, and identified that as an early age. But I think it's something that especially through uh, friends and family kind of supportive, I've always pushed myself out as much as I can to try and fix that. I think it's one of those things that you get better as you do it. Mm. I think there's occasions where, for instance, I was head boy at my school and I obviously involved a bunch of public speaking and things like that. And my reason for doing that was self-development. I, as far as getting the head boy role, that was less exciting to me than becoming a better person and becoming better at those pu- public speaking side of things, cool. which my school is probably cursing me for if they hear this now. <laughs> but <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so in the US, we don't have a head boy, yeah. head girl type thing. Is that... What did, can you explain what that is? Oh yeah, yeah. sorry. So, so that's <laughs> I kind only of know a, it from Harry Potter. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's similar. Vein. It's 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 kind of one one person that gets elected in their final year in the school, and they basically represent the school. So, for instance, I did things like meeting you know people who who came to the school, like visitors and things like that. And it, it's kind of just a public figure of a student side of thing. Sure. The, the the main use of it is to help communication between students and teachers and help things with things like that. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have student council? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So this would effectively be the head of student council. Like, okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. We do student council and yeah, we have president, vice president. Yes. So, so yeah, similar. Probably on the same. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It's been really interesting coming over. I, I didn't realize how ignorant I was to all of that. So <laughs> even asking for the bill at the restaurant instead of the check, it's, there's always a line there. Of, I need to correct myself and, totally. and think about what I'm saying. Yeah. I went to London for Inspire twice. The first time I went over, I got like a blister from my shoes and I wanted a Band-Aid. And so I went to the front desk and was like, hey, can I have a Band-Aid? And they had no idea what I was saying. And then eventually somebody was like, oh, she wants a plaster. And I was like, what's a plaster? Like, I would never know to ask for that. It's so so surreal. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's so fun, though. I love it. But did we talk about your breakfast? Did we circle back to that? I don't think think we did. Okay, can you tell everybody what you had for breakfast yesterday? Yeah, so so, so we went out for breakfast yesterday and it's been my aim, obviously, with America that the food is where the, a lot of the excitement is yeah. we have a lot of TV shows in the UK that are fully based around American food it's amazing so we went to a, a lovely cafe nearby actually um, and I went full out and went the chicken and waffles full American style it was, nice. it was pretty good but I, I did have a level of regret the rest <laughs> of the day it was way too much too, way too much food oh yeah for <laughs> sure yeah chicken and waffles is definitely a staple what else are you looking forward to doing or eating here? Yeah, it, it, I've, it was interesting. I told a lot of friends that I was coming here and it was obviously my first time in, in the US and the amount of kind of fast food places I've been told to go to, they're really good. <laughs> I think my list is longer than I can eat. So oh, yeah. I, 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 I intend to take some of them off the list and see what I can try. But to be honest, I think most of my time and most of my excitement is with the conference so that yeah. food's actually less less important than I thought it would be. Very cool. That's funny. I, I didn't know that there was a lot of like British cooking shows about American food. Yeah, there's there's plenty. I think there might be like American made, but it's very big in the oh, UK okay. to see like things like Man V food and stuff like that. Okay. Like there's food challenges and things like that. I think because it's surreal towards the portion sizes and things like that. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> um, okay, so circling back to analytics stuff, can you share with us just like a fun analytics moment that blew your mind or like you know something that happened on the community that you're like oh my god I didn't know I could do that yeah good question I think I I can shout out a lot of people here um 
I think Danny Lang being one of them, a lot of his solutions I've looked at and went, I don't know how you've done that, but I'm stealing it. That's beautiful. <laughs> and then you've also got people like Thomas Larson, who's made his own SDK. And I just think the amount of work that's got to go behind that, like it, it blows my mind. So I did manage to see him yesterday and fanboy a little bit. Again, I'm a big fan of a lot of the people in the community. So a lot of the solutions that come up, I go, yeah, definitely wouldn't have done it that way. And it's really exciting to see someone going that route. Um, but yeah, there's, there's way too many to name. There's so many people coming up with really cool things. I recently saw a blog post that was around creating NFTs in Alteryx. And that the application of Alteryx with that all made sense. But the actual, again, going back to that, breaking the mold and breaking the idea of what you should do with it. I, I thought it was beautiful. It fit that agenda perfectly. And then you told me when we were planning this, you said that you and Chris are working on something. Are you, but you didn't want to tell me at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Could you share that now or is it still secret? So I, I still have to keep some redacted, but I, I think I, I can explain a little bit. We have an exciting project. It's completely along that lines of things you should probably shouldn't do in Alteryx. <laughs> but we've effectively created our own event. It's going to be really exciting. We've already got, we've already pestered a lot of the aces to take part and a few of the kind of figureheads in the community. And it's effectively going to be this event that we, you know, monthly or however it's going to work with kind of a leaderboard and things like that. It's going to, I think it's going to be really exciting. I am at the point where... I think we've caused a lot of excitement for this. So if it, if it comes out and nobody likes it, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> but I, I think by the sound of things, uh, it's going to interest a lot of people. And I, I think it will also capture a lot of the nerdiness in people. Again, I wish I could say a little bit more. No, um, the teaser's perfect. Yeah. yeah, people will have to stay tuned in. Where can they find more information or how are you guys going to... Good question. It. So our plan at the minute, and again, it's subject to change based on how much hurdles present themselves, but our plan at the minute is to attend, obviously, the Inspire in Amsterdam, and we're hoping to do a kind of full release there. So whether that's just talking about it and kind of setting up the scenes for the event, or actually hosting the event there and having audience participation and things like that. Cool. Um, it, that's the plan for now. Um, so Sounds fun. See us, <laughs> see us at Inspire see, yeah, Amsterdam. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And for our listeners, an easy way to get updates, you can subscribe to the Ultra Everything podcast on the community. Um, and we can comment on this episode with like any links to announcements or something like that. that, that yeah, of course. Could yeah. just be an easy way to tie it back. So check yeah. back there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely drop a link or however we're going to sort this out. Totally. And I'm sure yeah. you'll post like on social media and we'll, we'll oh, link yeah. to your LinkedIn. So make sure you go follow the it'll OC. Be, it'll be hard to miss it on the community. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to make, I'm going to try and make as much noise as possible. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. And I had another question pop into my head. Um, you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier about just your programming background and why you switched to analytics and kind of more data yep. focus with the AI piece. But what else was it about programming? Do you still like programming? Do you still like working with Python? You know, those kinds of things. I'd love to know. Yeah, I definitely do. I think being able to, it sounds ridiculous, but it, again, it's, it's the nerds will relate with me. But being able to sit in front of a computer for a couple of hours and come out with something that does something is so exciting. Like you, you've not picked up a saw and started cutting some wood. It's all within the, the machine. I, I find that really exciting, especially when you get a solution that that works for something that you want it, like it, where it can bring you actual value. You can do that a lot with programming and well, Altrix as well. So I find that really exciting. And I think it's quite easy to wow people with programming. I think yeah. like people who don't understand it 
I, I think are blown away by some things. Um, I remember for a un- university project, we built basically an alarm system and it was kind of detecting people of AI and things like that and showing that to like kind of people who, who don't understand programming and things like that. And so it's explaining it, it blows people away. And obviously that's that's true in most industries, but it, I find that's really satisfying. The getting something working, you've also got plenty of online resource. So I quite like that. I don't like that it's a every man for themselves and you're, you're completely reinventing the wheel every time you're doing something in industry. It's very much that share information and t- share base blocks. So I really like that side of things as well. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, okay, and then last question. We'll end on a fun one. I'm curious to hear more about Stockton. What's life like there? What's the town uh, like? It's a good question. So the, the town isn't too great on paper. Um, <laughs> it's not, yeah, we have a joke internally that the crime rate and stuff is, is terrible, but it's not really that bad. Uh, I, I quite like it. It's a small town. It's quite quaint. For a small town, there's quite a lot going on. So there's, you know, it is quite a nice place to live. And then I, I made the jump to Newcastle when I went to university and that was kind of just Stockton, but a lot bigger. It was so much going on in such a compact, quite dense city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really enjoy that side of things. It's not quite the Geordie Shaw you might know from TV, um, <laughs> but, but it's also not that far off either. Okay, <laughs> yeah. interesting. So yeah, is that close by? Yeah, so Geordie oh, okay. Shaw's filmed in Newcastle, yeah. Oh, it is, okay, yeah. yeah. See, I've never seen it, but I've heard about it. I feel like I totally missed out on this like, cultural phenomenon with the Jersey Shore and Geordie Shore because yep. I didn't watch either but yeah everybody's heard the stereotypes but yeah that yeah. no, sounds like a cool place everywhere that I hear of all the little towns and everything in England they all just sound cool I definitely recommend visiting the UK there's there's so much you'll hear Chris talking about again McAlevey talking about Durham a lot because that's the city he's from but it's also if you've seen Harry Potter you'll oh, yeah. know Durham uh-huh. uh, and you'll know York which are just beautiful places that you tend not to see most of our places it's, it's it's something to see thanks for listening to check out the blogs that owen has written and to connect with him on the altrix community check out our show notes at community.altrix.com podcast also registration for inspire amsterdam is open hope to see you there